Chapter Seven of Prince Harry the Navigator, the Hero of Portugal and of Modern Discovery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Prince Henry the Navigator by Charles Raymond Beasley. Chapter Seven: Henry's Position and Designs at the Time of the First Voyages, fourteen ten, fourteen fifteen then from ancient gloom emerged the rising world of trade the genius then of navigation held in hopeless sloth had slumbered on the vast atlantic deep for idle ages starting heard at last the lusitanian prince who heaven inspired to love of useful glory roused mankind and in unbounded commerce mixed the world thompson seasons summer ten o five to ten twelve the third son of john the great and of philippa was the infant henry duke of viseu master of the order of christ governor of the algarvis born march the fourth thirteen ninety four who might have travelled from court to court like his brother pedro but who refused all offers from england italy and germany and chose the life of a student and a seaman retiring more and more from the known world that he might open up the unknown after the capture of ceuta in 1415 he planted himself in his naval arsenal at sagres close to lagos town and cape st vincent and for more than forty years till his death in 1460 he kept his mind upon the ocean that stretched out from that rocky headland to the unknown west and south twice only for any length of time did he come back into political life for the rest though respected as the referee of national disputes and the leader and teacher of the people his time was mainly spent in thinking out his plans of discovery drawing his maps adjusting his instruments sending out his ships receiving the reports of his captains his aims were three to discover to add to the greatness and wealth of portugal and to spread the christian faith one first of all he was trying to find a way round africa to india for the sake of the new knowledge itself and for the power which that knowledge would give as his mind was above all things interested in the scientific question it was this side which was foremost in his plans he was really trying to find out the shape of the world and to make men feel more at home in it that the dread of the great unknown round the little island of civilized and habitable world might be lightened he was working in the mist that so long had hung round christendom chilling every enterprise thus the whole question of the world and its shape its countries and climates its seas and continents on every side of practical exploration was bound to be before prince henry as a theorist the practical question which he held to solve was only a part of this wider whole did this africa stretching opposite to him in his retreat at sagres never end till it reached the southern pole or was it possible to get round into the eastern ocean 
since ptolemy's map had held the field it had been heresy to suppose this but in the age of greek and phoenician voyages it had been guessed by some and perhaps even proved by others the tyrians whom pharaoh necho sent down the red sea more than six hundred years before christ brought back after three years a story of their finding africa an island and so returning by the west and north through the straits of gibraltar the same tradition after a long time of discredit was now reviving upon the maps of the fourteenth century and in spite of the terrible stories of the arabs henry was able in the first years of the fifteenth to find men who would try the forlorn hope of a direct sea route from europe to the indies we have seen how far the charts and guide-books of the time just before this had advanced christian knowledge of the world how the southern coastline of asia is traced by marco polo and how even madagascar is named though not visited by the same traveller the florentine map of thirteen fifty one proves that a fairly true guess of the shape of africa could be made even before persistent exploration began with henry of portugal the arab settlements of the east coast of africa and their trade with the malabar coast though still kept as a close monopoly for islam had thoroughly opened up a line of navigation that was ready as it were for the first europeans who could strike into it and press the moorish pilots into a new service discovery was thus anticipated when the coasts of west and south had once been rounded beyond this the vague knowledge of the guinea coast already gained through the sahara caravan trade was improved by the prince himself during his stay at ceuta into the certainty that if the great western hump of africa beyond bojadur could be passed his caravels would come into an eastern current passing the gold and ivory coast which might lead straight to india and at any rate would be connected by an overland traffic with the mediterranean two again henry was founding upon his work of exploration an empire for his country at first perhaps only thinking of the straight sea passage as the possible key of the indian trade it became clearer with every fresh discovery that the european kingdom might and must be connected by a chain of forts and factories with the rich countries for whose sake all these barren coasts were passed in any case and in the eyes of ordinary men the riches of the east were the plain and primary reason of the explorations science had its own aims but to gain an income for its work it must promise some definite gain and the chief hope of henry's captains was that the wealth now flowing by the overland routes to the levant would in time as the prize of portuguese daring go by the waterway without delay or fear of plunder or arab middlemen to lisbon and oporto this would repay all the trouble and all the cost and silence all who murmured for this indian trade was the prize of the world and for the sake of this rome had destroyed palmyra and attacked arabia and held egypt and struggled for the mastery of the tigris for the same thing half the wars of the levant had been waged 
and by this the italian republics venice genoa and pisa had grown to greatness three lastly henry was a crusader with islam and a missionary with the heathen of him fully as much as of columbus it may be said that if he aimed at an empire it was a christian one and from the time of the first voyages his captains had orders not merely to discover and to trade but to convert till his death he hoped to find the land of prester john the half-true half-fabulous christian priest-king of the outer world so long cut off from christendom by the mohammedan states at this time many things were drawing western europe towards the east and towards discovery the progress of science and historic knowledge the records and suggestions of travellers the development of the christian nations the position of portugal and the spirit of her people all these lines met as it were in henry's time and nation and person and from that meeting came the results of columbus and da gama and magellan in the earlier chapters we have tried to trace the preparation along these slowly converging paths for the discoveries of the fifteenth century we started with that body of knowledge and theory about the world which the roman empire bequeathed to christendom and which in the earlier middle ages was worked upon by the arabs and we gained some idea from the sayings of moslem geographers and from the doings of moslem warriors of the hindrance as well as of the help that islam gave to european expansion we saw that during the great struggle of christianity and of the old order with barbarism the chief energy of our western world in discovery or extension of any sort took the shape of pilgrimage then as time went on it was possible to see that the saracens who had begun as destroyers in the south were acting as teachers and civilizers upon europe that the viking who as pirates in the north seemed raised up to complete the ruin of latin civilization were really waking it into a new activity in the crusades this activity which had already founded the kingdom of russia on one side and touched america on the other seemed to pass from the northern seamen into every christian nation and every class of society and with the conversion of the northmen their place as the discoverers and leaders of the christian world fitted in with the other movements of mediterranean commerce and war and devotion even the pilgrims of the crusading age were now no longer distinctive they were often as individuals members of other classes traders fighters or travellers who after gaining a firm foothold in syria began the exploration of the further east the three great discovering energies of the thirteenth and fourteenth centuries in land travel navigation and science were all seen to be results in whole or in part of the crusades themselves and in following the more important steps of european travel and trade and proselytism from the holy land to china it became more and more evident that this practical finding out of the treasures of cathay and the indies was the necessary preparation 
for the attempts of genoese and portuguese to open up the sea route as another and a safer way to the source of the same treasures lastly the intermittent and uncertain ventures of the fourteenth-century seamen italian spanish french or english to coast round africa or to find the indies by the southern route to reach a definite end without any clear plan of means to that end and the revival in theoretical geography which was trying at the same time to fill up the gaps of knowledge by tradition or by probability seemed to offer a clear contrast and a clear foreshadowing also of prince henry's method even his nearest forerunners in seamanship or in map-making were strikingly different from himself they were too much in the spirit of ptolemy and of ancient science they neglected fact for hypothesis for clever guessing and so their work was spasmodic and unfruitful or at least disappointing it was true enough that each generation of christian thought was less in fault than the one before it but it was not till the fifteenth century till henry had set the example that exploration became systematic and continuous to marco polo and men like him we owe the beginnings of the art and science of discovery among the learned to the portuguese is due at least the credit of making it a thing of national interest and of freeing it from a false philosophy to find out by incessant and unwearying search what the world really was and not to make known facts fit in with the ideas of some thinker on what the world ought to be this we found to be the main difference between cosmos or even ptolemy and any true leader of discovery for a real advance of knowledge fancy must follow experiment and no merely hypothetical system or universe as shown in holy scripture would do any longer we have come to the time when explorers were not ptolemaics or strabonians or scripturists but naturalists men who examined things afresh for themselves these various objects are all involved in the one central aim of discovery but they are not lost in it to know this world we live in and to teach men the new knowledge was the first thing which makes henry what he is in universal history his other aims are those of his time and his nation but they are not less a part of his life and he succeeded in them all if in part his work was for all time and in part seemed to pass away after a hundred years that was due to the exhaustion of his people what he did for his countrymen was realized by others but the start the inspiration was his own he persevered for fifty years fourteen twelve to fourteen sixty till within sight of the goal and though he died before the full result of his work was seen it was none the less his due when it came we find these results put down to the credit of others but if columbus gave castile and leon a new world in fourteen ninety two if da gama reached india in fourteen ninety eight if Gias rounded the cape of tempests or of good hope in fourteen eighty six 
if Magellan made the circuit of the globe in 1520 to 1522, their teacher and master was nonetheless Henry the Navigator. End of chapter 7